This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome in to a week 17 edition of Moneyline. In studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5, which is where you can find him. Josh Jordan! What's going on, Jerry? You ready for another Sunday? You ready for some more money on Moneyline, man? We got some big games today. A lot of a lot of stuff to keep an eye on. A lot of guys missing these games. So uh, we got some work to do for everybody to get them in the right place for this week. A tricky week 17 is what you can call it. An angle, finding one is what you'll have to do. So behind the glass, rocking it for the next two hours. Every Sunday, the man that works seven days a week just to keep us happy. Much appreciated. Kill! What's up, family? That was a good one. I like that intro. We practiced that all last night on the phone. Yeah. Oh, wow. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, but for real, man, much appreciated. If you don't already know, we had a few shows during this week filling in for Charlie Palillo. We uh, we think we did great. People <laughs> giving us some good feedback, and hopefully we can continue to give you some more great information leading you up to kickoff this morning. No doubt about it. I don't know if we're exactly the... You know, the Charlie Palillo listeners cup of tea, but we did the best we could, and uh, it was fun to, to get that experience Everybody this week. likes a good remix. <laughs> Everybody likes a good remix. I like that. Maybe a little mashup. We'll get Palillo in here sometime. Yeah, that'll probably <laughs> never happen. <laughs> 713-780-3776. If you want to get with us anytime, any start and send questions, if you are playing in a Week 17 Super Bowl, or if you got a DFS question, we're here to answer it. We'll touch on season-long some. We'll concentrate a little bit more on DFS as it's week 17, and we'll touch a lot, a lot of gambling and little angles, though, that you might not be aware of that you can find some value in instead of betting pregame, maybe some live betting. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, no doubt about it. We can also look back on we had a really good week last week. We had some some big hits on a big week. I know it helped me win a, a fantasy championship. I was pretty pumped about that. I thought it was a pretty good week for fantasy last week overall for a Super Bowl, a championship-type week because, let's face it, sometimes you get to those those late games in the season like some of the matchups today, and you're really not sure who to play. Uh, last week, I felt like we kind of had it together, and the results spoke for themselves. We did really well. We actually did that uh, a DFS live on the show, just setting the lineup, and we you know took some from Cam, and we put some together and threw it out to the listeners, and, and I played that lineup, and it won. So the Nick Foles was a huge part of that. So, huge. Yeah, Nick Foles was really big last week. I guess I guess we can go ahead and get into fantasy cash and trash, and the first guy we'll put is you know Nick Foles right there, fantasy cash last week. He was big time. Uh, Harrison, who was filling in for us, 
we uh, we recommended Nick Foles to him, and it helped him win his championship. So congratulations to Harrison for for making that play. I didn't start Nick Foles. Oh. with Josh Allen. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say it during the week because uh, yeah. I was still uh, I was still tearful from it. But uh, yeah. Big uh, big uh, twenty eight point difference right there. <laughs> What's crazy about it is Foles four touchdowns, four hundred and seventy one yards, but he wasn't even the highest scoring quarterback. Watson and Rodgers outscored him. What a crazy week for quarterbacks scoring! It, it was, and I was so happy to have Rodgers. He was a uh, he was in my flexi column last week. I was like, I know it's weird to see Aaron Rodgers in this column, but he hasn't been very good. But I had a feeling he'd have a huge game against the Jets. He did, and uh, he helped me win a championship. That was a big play for me. So I was really happy about that. I think if, if we're going to talk about the uh, the fantasy trash, it's a guy that, well, he didn't even get on the field, but he had people thinking they should start him. And I'm talking about Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, he killed a lot of people last week, man. That, yeah. I mean, that was rough. And it just waited so late. Yes. It's, it's a why? Why? How do you? It's just crazy. In week 16, like you can't do that. Fantasy's, you know, too big a deal for, for so many people. And, Man, it crushed a lot of people. We did have some listeners. We were lucky enough to where they had some good options in the the, the twelve Marlon o'clock. Mac. Yeah, the Marlon Mack caller. So luckily, he had some good options in the first slate of games. Now Marlon Mack wasn't great, but at least he did score a touchdown. So you have that. Yeah, but yeah, that was a that was a challenge. But I was excited that you know the big guys came through last week. Devontae Adams had a huge game. The guys that at least for me, Alvin Kamara, those guys came through, did it again. And uh, someone hey, I didn't expect that. to see up there on the highest scoring guys. Maybe I guess because it was a Christmas time. But Kyle Rudolph, yeah. I mean, we're, he, 30, <laughs> 33 points right behind Zach Ertz. Everybody knows Zach Ertz had that huge game. He had two points less than him fantasy wise. That's how big of a game Kyle Rudolph had. Kyle Rudolph's game jumped him from top 15 tight end to a top 10. So don't let that fool you because that fool was on my team all year and did absolutely nothing. And then decides <laughs> to have 32 points in a game that doesn't matter for me. So I'm whatever, Kyle Rudolph. No, that that's completely true. And that, that kind of happened with Aaron Rodgers. I think he was like the 14th ranked quarterback. And now he's like number seven after last week. You know, you pick up an extra 40 points in one game and that, that'll bump you up. And that's why one of the things Jerry and I like to look at for fantasy is – how many points per game a player averages? Yeah, because that that's a better idea of, of what his value is than just looking at how many points he scored at the end of the year. Because I always call it like the Joey Galloway factor. You know that guy that you only play him when you need serious upside. And, you, and Joey Galloway now would essentially be somebody like Deshaun Jackson. You know, somebody that if you really need upside, you put him in your lineup and you hope he catches a bomb for a touchdown, but you also know there's a good chance he'll get you two for 25. Yeah, and uh, he would break yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what you look for. You want consistency in your fantasy points. Um, as far as uh, gambling last week, I think Jerry's big play was Seattle on the team total over, right? And you you crushed that, yeah, that we one, crushed right? Yeah, we crushed that one. Uh, it was it was played exactly how we wanted it to. We knew that Seattle would go away from that uh, traditional running game that they've been using so tough, and they ended up going to the passing game. It opened up the game, and we we hit the bet way early. We were while that game was crucial and people were sweating it. We were already cashed our tickets and we're just watching for leisure. That's the best feeling, right? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. You can cash a, a ticket in that third quarter going in that fourth you're just you're just sitting back no and you were so confident in that pick you know you knew that you know Chiefs were going to put up points Seattle would be at home and they'd have to match them and uh hell Seattle ended up winning the game and then sometimes that's a that's a tip that I give like 
whenever I thought about the actual line, I went back and forth. Beginning of the week, I'm, I'm thinking, no, there's no way. that guy, No KC's going to have to bounce back. Then as I got further, I said, no, that Seattle home field advantage comes through. And I know that, that Russ is going to play. At the end of the day, if I'm going back and forth, then you need to look a little bit further. Go in one more level. And that next level told me. The only way that Seattle would be in that game is to have to outscore or to score that 26.5, go over that. So why even mess with all that? If 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 now Seattle didn't score 26.5, then I was off on my whole handicap period because I see it as a close game and a high-scoring affair. So uh, eliminate all that. Don't don't go on either side if you don't have to. There's many other options rather than the side and take that team total. You cast it, and you were just – it was lovely. No doubt about it, and – I'm curious, are there any, you don't have to go into them, we'll kind of tease people and then we'll, we'll get to Andrew in a second. Any games you feel as strongly about this week on this slate of games? Yeah, and I have I have one, stay tuned for that Money on My Mind segment. I have one real big one uh, and two ones that I'm writing right behind it. it it's, I don't even want to spoil it, but just listen in. I'm going to write them real hard and a lot of people that I talk to in this industry, they, they also are writing them down, so... It's going to be a big day for the Bookie Busters. So everything you can find on Sports Map, all of our stuff. So make sure you check it out. We'll be updating those things during the uh, during the show. So make sure that you keep an eye on that. No doubt about it. We got a few minutes left here in the segment. Should we get to Andrew with the? There's a lot of news this is this a week. crucial. Yeah. We need Andrew this week for sure because we don't know what's going on. Who's who's motivated to play or not? So let's go over to the injury expert of Gal Media. Yep, Andrew. Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? So, obviously, week 17. Um, for a lot of people, the fantasy season's over. For those of you who, for whatever reason, decided to have a week 17 championship, first of all, I'm sorry for you. But <laughs> second of all, um, we're here with the injury report to potentially help you out uh, if you need that. So, starting off at quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford, same story he's been for the last past two weeks. Uh, he's questionable, but he's going to play. Um, he's He's been dealing with this back injury for a little while, but he's going to fight through it. Uh, moving over to running back Leonard Fournette, he's doubtful. He's not going to play. Lamar Miller is going to be active for the Texans. Tevin Coleman is going to be active for the Falcons, despite only having a limited practice on Friday. Over a wide receiver, Odell Beckham, he's going to stay out with a quad injury. Tyler Boyd still out with a knee injury. Quincy Anunua is out with a ankle injury. Julio Jones, he's going to be active. Robbie Anderson is active, and he's actually an interesting play for me because the Jets' uh, top two receivers. The top two receiving threats behind him are in Athens this week, so he's going to be get force-fed a lot of targets. Uh, moving over at tight end, Vernon Davis has uh, been dealing with concussion symptoms, and he's going to be out. He's doubtful. There's a whole lot of people in the late games that I'm going to get to in my second report, and there's some, a bunch of guys that are questionable. Once they're confirmed, I'm going to get you guys my second report. That second report is going to be a huge one this week. Fantastic, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we look forward to that a little later. Yeah, we're going to need Absolutely. that. Yep. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. All right. See you guys in a bit. Thanks, bud. All right. There you have it. So there's going to be more coming down the line. It is kind of interesting this week. He brought up Robbie Anderson, and he was a league winner. I, I had one of my buddies start him over uh, Corey Davis, I believe, and that ended up helping him win his league. This week, I, I know Andrew makes sense about him getting more targets, but that scares me with him going against Belichick. Like this just screams to me. This is the one guy Belichick feels like he has to take away. I have an interesting stat about Robbie Anderson. Once we get into that game, when he faces the Patriots, but you're exactly right. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And we're going to get into some games, some Texans talk, some fantasy talk, some gambling talk. Uh, What else? What else do we, we're going to hit for the people on the other side? 
Oh man, we're going to get into everything. This is this is it, man. We're going to do a lot of DFS. We're going to get into all the games. It's going to be a little more gambling this week, I think, Jerry. A lot of people are done with fantasy. I think they're going to want more of your advice. They're going to want to know what to play this week. So hopefully we can get to all that on the other side. We'll do it through the whole show. And, of course, we have the Gal Media All-Star segment coming up a little later. We'll have some picks That'll from be Frank nice Bauer to for, hear from Holly. Yeah, yeah and I, I think we might even have Lance Zerline stopping in for a little live segment to talk some gambling with us. So you guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's right. I know we're big time this week, Jerry. We've got some, we've got some <laughs> national media with this. All right, guys, we'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on Twitter at Moneyline975. Any kind of gambling questions, any fantasy, any daily fantasy, anything you have, go ahead and shoot it at us. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your boy Jerry Bow. Let's talk some Texans. Let's do it, guys. Big game this week. If you want to talk some Texans, we can we can get that in too as well. I think uh, I like them this week. I think, you know, they're at home. They're they're probably going to win this game. I don't feel bad about it. I I don't like Blake Bortles that much, and I, I think they're going to do it. I know they're a little shorthanded, but the, here's the thing about Hopkins: is I, I think he's going to come through. I know he's going to he's going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be tough, but he did score against him in the, the game they played against each other earlier this year. He scored in three straight games against them, actually dating back to 2017. So if you're if you're worried about Hopkins, I'm. I'm not expecting him to go off for 150 yards and a couple touchdowns, but I think he's still a guy that you should be pretty excited about using. What do you think about Hopkins this week, Jerry? No, I like it. His his last line's three three for 50 yards, a touchdown, four for 80, a touchdown, seven for 55, a touchdown, and eight for 87, no score. I'll take that all day for a team that I guess Jalen will be somewhat motivated. I mean, yeah. I mean, he will for himself, but as a team, I don't see him going out there in, in, a, in a, say this matchup was different and it was played out the way preseason State or preseason predictions were where Jacksonville was going to be a contender. This game w- was supposed to be a big game. This game was supposed to end this division, uh, maybe even fighting for the division. Yeah. You know the way things look to start the year. Now, what does it mean? What, what are the implications here? I mean, Texans got some, but what yeah. are, what's Jacksonville playing for? What is Bortles playing for? Does Bortles even finish this game? Does he want to finish this game? I mean, I don't know. 
yeah, I mean, he's basically auditioning for another team at this point. I, I think on the good side, Lamar Miller appears to be coming back for the Texans. They'll also have Foreman. So I think that helps them. Uh, maybe a little DeAndre Carter for the Texans. Uh, the thing to keep in mind is A.J. Bouye is not going to play this week. So that might be where the Texans are looking, you know, when Hopkins is being covered. Maybe DeAndre Carter, maybe Vincent Smith. That's where they go with the ball. It's Maybe he's like a sneaky DFS guy if you want a, a really cheap guy. That could be somebody to look at. But I think the Texans roll here. And what I've seen as far as the gambling spread, Jerry, kind of keeps bouncing between six, six and a half, seven. Kind of keeps kind of going back and forth around there. What do you think is causing that line to bounce around? And where are you with this one? Is there? I know it's not really a play of the week, but are you leaning to one side with this one? I think the line is right. I, I honestly, I think this is going to be somewhat of a fight. I don't think the Texans are just going to run over them. But the line opened at ten and it's quickly shot down yeah. to seven. So whenever it shoots down like that, right off the top, it's usually sharp money. It's usually these bigger betters, and they come in there and they're waiting for that number to drop. And ten was completely wrong. I don't know what the right number is here. Six and a half, seven. It's it's all around there. If anything, maybe take use the the Texans as teaser material bring them down to just to win it cope them up with uh those guys from Alabama in the national title game just to win that's a little tip I'm going to give you a couple of those two that's a teaser Ooh, that, I'm going to write that one down just for myself okay so we're thinking the Texans will probably win this ball game which means they're going to wrap up the division and then that means you know they're either probably facing the Titans or the Colts next week here at home based on who wins that game, and it's looking like the Colts have a pretty good advantage there with Mariota looking like he's probably not going to play. The other game we got to keep our eye on is this Patriots game today. And, I mean, if the Patriots go down, then all of a sudden the Texans get that top seed. And, look, I know it's not very likely, but it could happen. The Patriots have not exactly been looking like vintage Patriots lately. Brady's kind of... He's not able to move around in the pocket as well as he used to be able to. And, and Gronk just, he doesn't look like the same dude anymore. So I don't think the Patriots are as you know infallible as they've been in the past. But I do think they're probably going to win today. What do you got on that one, Jerry? I, I want to get to that a little bit with this Patriots game. Just to give the Texans fans a little bit of, could this possibly happen? Could they actually get lucky in the Patriots fall to the Jets. It's very unlikely. The spread is at 14. So that tells you what Vegas thinks is going to happen here. Um, Does that seem about right? 14 Patriots at home? It's about right. But it's crazy to think that the bandwagon the Patriots usually have that is so strong, it's slowly dying down. Usually people pound these games, but you're seeing neutral but people are hitting both sides for both reasons because this Jets team's not going to lay down not with Darnold he's not going to lay down what's crazy here you saw 75 percent of the bets 93 percent of the dollars hitting the under causing it to fall from 48 to 45 much of that probably has to do with Belichick's history against young guys young quarterbacks that's usually not a good recipe also last week Patriots finally broke their losing streak against the Bills but that last second touchdown by Josh Allen made them not cover the spread for the third consecutive week. That's something you don't see out of the Patriots. Usually, man, you could take it to the bank. Oh, they didn't cover last week? They always cover. And that's what's crazy. You be careful with these trends because trends got to break at some point. The trend that that the that the Colts had 
13 years ago is not the trend that, that with Andrew Luck of now. You know what I mean? The Colts, uh, the, the trends of, of the, the, the failing Cleveland Browns of the past is not the same. And now let's not give them so much credit. They're not world beaters, but it's not the same as this team right now of what they got in that locker room, what they got at the coaching. It's a completely so. Be careful what you take in these sample sizes. The one sample size I got, though, since 2010, Tom Brady, 3-0 straight up after not covering the spread three games in a row. And he's only had that one time. That's interesting, and I think they roll this week for me, and this is probably a, something I'll bring up for Daily Fantasy. I think this is probably a Sony Michelle game. Uh, I think that they really try and just kind of control this one, get out of there with the win, lock up that playoff spot. You know, don't expose Brady to any, you know, unneeded hits or, you know, just try and take the air out of the ball, and that's that does worry me about the 14 points, though. If, if I think the Patriots are playing a little more conservative, they're running the ball a little more, maybe maybe they don't get out that far in front of the Jets. But also, at the same time, what do the Jets have besides Robbie Anderson? I mean, I think Herndon is kind of a sneaky tight end play for da- uh, Daily Fantasy this week. I kind of like him just because the price is really good. And if they're going to be paying all that attention to Robbie Anderson, maybe Herndon gets loose for a touchdown. But... At the end of the day, I think it'll be a Sony Michelle game. I think they'll win. I think this is more they win by somewhere around 10. Just just me. In the Money in My Mind segment, I'll have a pick on this, but just keep this in mind. The Jets are averaging 27.3 points per game the last four. Patriots defense, 19th in DVOA, allowing 20 uh, in past DVOA, allowing 21.5 points per game. That's the worst of any New England defense since 2002. Wow. And I don't think of them as being that bad this year on defense like I think back to you know what they did in the the Super Bowl giving up 40 something points or whatever it was and and that was terrible I don't think of them being that bad this year but I don't know the Jets look better the last few weeks so we'll see if if that's a trend or if Belichick says no not today and he puts a stop to it it's interesting for sure you won't make a living betting 13 and a half 14 point spreads in the NFL you won't but if you pick your spots go ahead yeah and if any team to bet it on it's probably Bill Belichick and Tom Brady right exactly so for the back to the Texans it looks it's going to be tough they really had their chance against Philly last week that was their opportunity it was really disappointing I, I you know I was in a sports bar watching the game and everybody was just living on every moment just hanging on on that Texans Eagles game and I thought they were going to pull it off but you know you get that rough in the passer penalty and the Nick Foles comes back in the game goes down the field and it's probably we're going to see some of that this week, right, with all these corners banged up and the, the Texans secondary. It's, it's going to be a little bit rough, so be ready for that. I think DeAndre and, and Deshaun are going to have to do their magic again for the Texans to, to lock this one up. So let's talk about that a little bit quickly. If they play the Colts next week, just off the top of your head, Jerry, what do you, you know, as a, a bookmaker, a handicapper, what would you think an early look at a spread like that would look Houston? like? Colts coming to Houston. Maybe, uh, I mean, would the crazy. Texans even be favored? They got to be slightly, maybe like a one-point favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite. But I close my eyes and I see T-Y. Oh. That's all I see. If that happens, that's all I see, T and a Y. That's all they see is the back of his jersey when he's running down the field for a touchdown. <laughs> there he goes again. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a guy they got to keep in check. Good thing with T.Y. is, man, he hasn't been practicing for like almost a month. You know, he's that banged up. So, you know, maybe by the time he's he maybe gets a little dinged up again tonight or, you know, in the Titans game, and by the time we face him next week, he's not 100%, maybe – 
maybe we catch a break there. Maybe J. Joe can actually stay. We need some real candles on this one. Light up the candles. (laughs) Light up the candles. (laughs) We do need to light those up. So that's something to keep an eye on. So Jerry and I both think Texans probably going to win today, but maybe by a field goal, something like that. So, like Jerry said, try and tease it down to to just a straight up win play. Yeah, you you'll can. be a lot more comfortable towards the end of that game whenever Bortles tries to bring his little fifty eight quarterback rating that he slowest in his career, I, be- I believe, against any particular opponent on the road against the Texans. He struggles, and I think that'll happen today. I'm curious, Cam, what do you think your Texans are going to do today? I know you're a Chargers guy, but I know you still root for Houston a little bit. Yeah, I mean. I thought this might be a little bit of a trap game, thinking, look, it's the same division. Jacksonville has nothing to play for, but besides, you know, screwing up some of what the, the Texans can do. But in order to be even be a revenge game, you have to be healthy, and Jacksonville's not healthy. I mean, if they don't have Leonard Fournette, they don't have their best player. Their secondary's beat up. Even Carlos Hyde's questionable, seeing yeah. your backup guy might not play. We talked earlier in the week about how Blake Bortles had an awesome year against the Texans last year, but the year before that and this year, have just been absolutely horrific. When he doesn't have a defense behind him, he's just so terrible against the Texans. So I don't know if it's going to be a double-digit point uh, win for the Texans. I think it'll be a little more than a field goal. I I kind of like the line. I I like a touchdown game. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be like a 10-point game, and then Jacksonville's going to get like a floozy little field goal towards the end of the game uh, to to keep it around 7. But I don't have any doubt about this game, but maybe it's because I'm very concerned about next week's uh, matchup that – that kind of makes me nervous and uh, takes it away from this week. Does it matter to you guys if 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 they come out and just smash the Jags versus if they just kind of you know win by a field goal or something? Does that does that give you any idea of what you expect next week, or do you think the Texans are like, let's just take care of business? We don't care how this one looks. You know, we're, we're worried about this playoff game. Uh, you sound like Butchin right now. Yeah. That's not my job. Yeah, you sound like him right now. Like, let's just get out. Of here. <laughs> no, they need to go out there and put a, a pounding on them. One thing to keep your eye on here, and it's a bet. I'm gonna go ahead and just. Dro- I'm gonna drop bets all along. Maybe my my uh, my money on my mind segment won't be as long. But go ahead and hit Deshaun Watson rush yards. The Jacksonville Jaguars allow a league-high 27 rush yards per game to the quarterback position. Watson, top four at his position. The line is at about 32, 33 rush yards for Watson today. Look for him to use his legs, play the over. He's been the leader, the, the leading rusher the last three weeks, including a high of like 49 like two weeks ago. And Josh, to your point, yeah, I think they have to smash it because if yeah. I'm the Colts, I want to play the Texans in the playoffs the first week. So... If I'm the Texans, I want to put a little fear in the Colts, and the only way I'm yeah. going to do that is if I'm going to smash on a divisional opponent. That I mean, the Colts only beat 6-0, if I'm not mistaken, a few weeks ago. So if you can come in there and cream the the, the Jags, and maybe it'll you know allow the Colts to kind of hesitate a yeah, little. Yeah, you're right. The Colts lost that game 6 to nothing just a few weeks ago. So, I mean, the Jags are still... You know, they're still trying to show up and win ball games here. But let's face it, this is the last game of the year. They should be worried about getting a better draft pick. The question here is... How much do we trust the Colts will be in next week? That's not given. We'll find out when we get back. It's ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Met man at a yeah, met man at a bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Hands, hands, hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man at a yeah. Met man at a yeah, met man at a bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Hands, hands, hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man at a yeah. Met man at a yeah, met man at a This is 
Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us at Moneyline975 on Twitter. Without further ado, though, you know what that music means. It's the man of week 17, Josh ADHD. Tell us what's going on. Are you all ready for some week 17 madness? Oh, my Lord, we are, Josh, and we were just looking at some of the uh, the active inactives coming out just right before we, we brought you on, and one of the big ones, Devontae Adams, looks like he's not going to go today. Um, what do you think that does for Aaron Rodgers this week? Is Does that make you want to stay away from him a little bit? Yeah, it kind of does. It's, um, gosh, I, I haven't seen that yet. I, I was dealing with the kids for a minute, so, wow, that is big news because uh, Adams was a guy that I was looking at pretty much having in 100% of my lineups this week because of all the incentives he was chasing. So if he's out, that certainly changes things for Green Bay. I think that puts me off Aaron Rodgers altogether. No, I, I'm with you. I had him locked in one of my lineups, and now I'm going to pull him out and go with somebody else. Uh, I'm, I'm also seeing that uh, I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to go either. It's looking like Adam Schefter uh, just tweeted that. So th- this is a lot of craziness, so maybe just – Maybe some general advice for people playing DFS this week. Do you have a couple tips for for dealing with these crazy Week 17 type of situations? Um, you know, to be honest, like if you're if you're relatively new to DFS and you feel like you really need to play today, I would keep the volume down. Personally, I wouldn't play all that much, just to maybe keep your sanity intact a little bit. With all the you know, just these rapid changes that we're going through right now, and the. Um, the landscape changes so quickly that it's very tough to get a handle on what the best plays are anymore, and it really just becomes more of a dice roll in a lot of situations. So, you know, for that perspective, I would probably scale my volume back a little bit. But otherwise, I mean, if you feel confident in playing a lot of lineups today, I think this is the day that you're going to have to have more information than everybody else. So if you have, you know, any insight into who played well in the preseason, and of those guys that are playing today, you might want to kind of hedge that direction. And it's just going to take a little bit of box score study from you and maybe a little bit of, um, you know, reading a little bit more information from practice reports this week. There you have it, guys. If you have any questions for Josh, 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776. Josh, obviously, uh, you know, when playoff teams clinch, you know, a lot of players get rested and stuff like that. We've seen Drew Brees isn't playing. Zeke's probably not going to play. Who are some backup players that you have your eyes on that you think might light it up this week? Yeah, I mean, I do like Teddy Bridgewater this week. I don't see any reason why they won't go out and try to run their standard offense with him. I think they'll probably cut him loose and let him throw quite a bit. So I do like Bridgewater. And as a result, I do like all the pass catches in New Orleans. We know Michael Thomas isn't going to play. We know Teddy Ginn is not going to play. And, that, you know, that doesn't put me off Traquan Smith at all. I like Keith Kirkwood quite a bit. I might even take a, just a sliver of a player like Austin Carr in my lineup on the off chance that he gets a touchdown because he's going to be close to minimum price. So, you know, that would allow you to do some different things in the lineups. Uh, I like New Orleans quite a bit for that. Outside of that, um, gosh, what other players am I looking at that is from a backup sense? I'm not really looking at too many. You know, a lot of folks are pointing at C.J. Anderson for the Rams and a good play this week. I don't know if I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, it, you know, they, John Kelly still got plenty of touches last week. They have another kid. I think his name is Justin Davis in that backfield and they see some work this week. So, I'm not 100% sold on C.J. Anderson being this workhorse like he was last week. 
And so I've kind of shied away from that. Outside of that, I'm, I'm looking at, at players that are starting and have a lot to play for, be it an incentive or a playoff third. Yeah, I think that's good advice. For sure. I need some advice, though, when we talk tight ends because there's a lot of, I guess, incentives and records at stake with Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. Kittle and Kelsey chasing that or, uh, yeah, yeah, chasing the ultimate uh, yards, Gronkowski record or whatever it is. So what do you see happening? Do you think that George Kittle gets force-fed and he gets there one way or another? Or do you see him as a fade material? Because I know that's where everyone's going to be. I don't think he's a fade. I mean, I think he's just he's such a good player that I think you can use him. I think you can use Kelsey. You could run a two-tight end lineup this week. I, I think because of that, Coupled with the, the uncertainty at, at so many other positions, wide receiver and running back, that you could run two tight ends this week, especially um, especially Kittle and Kelsey. I, I also like Evan Ingram this week. I like Zach Ertz this week. I like Ian Thomas this week. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the two most expensive tight ends. Uh, I think you could put a cheaper tight end in the tight end slot and then flex out a guy like Kelsey or Kittle. That way you have some options to maybe change your decision right before kickoff. Yeah, that, that Ian Thomas play. You know, we did a, a DFS lineup just on the air last week, and we went with your advice. We rolled with Ian Thomas at tight end, and thank you for the tip. He ended up scoring pretty early, and we ended up cashing out on that fantasy lineup. So that was definitely a good call on him. What about Herndon this week? Do you think there's an opportunity for him with Robbie Anderson getting a lot of the attention, or, or are you staying away from him? No, I like Herndon quite a bit this week. I mean, just the way that the, the Jets have been playing their offense the last few weeks, Herndon has been a factor. They've been targeting him quite a bit, and he's been producing. So I don't see any reason not to go back to him this week. Okay, and here's one that you kind of have to pinch your nose when you put this guy in your starting lineup. But Derek Carr has actually had pretty good results against the Chiefs. He comes at a price tag of only 5100 Would you take a chance on him this week? I would certainly look at having some – some uh, ownership of him in tournaments this week. I don't see any reason why he can't produce this week. I, I don't get any indication that the Raiders are just going to you know close up shop and go home this week. I think they're going to come out and play hard and do their normal thing because they've been out of it for weeks. They've had reasons to shut it down, and they really haven't done it. So I would certainly play Derek Carr. I, and I, if I do that, I'm probably going to pair him up with Jordy Nelson just because Nelson has been seeing a, you know, a, a very heavy target load in the offense in the recent weeks. He's been producing with that. But while there haven't been a ton of touchdowns, uh, Jordy Nelson has provided a really safe floor and a low price that allows you to be flexible uh, on the high end at other spots. I like that. All right, let's go with uh, – I really want to get to two things. Give me a defense you like this week, and then just uh, maybe a player or two that you really you find him showing up in a lot of your lineups. Yeah, so the defense I'm using this week is going to be the New York Giants. And typically you would not want to use the Giants defense, but they're playing against the Cowboys today. The Cowboys are going to shut it down today. They're not going to do anything on purpose. So, that, I mean, they're already pretty much announcing that Zeke's not going to play. I have a feeling if Dak Prescott plays, it's going to be maybe one series. And so Dallas is just going to roll out all of their backups today. And, you know, the Giants should be able to feast on that team. And I think it's just going to be intentional. So, $2,100, it's really hard to find a defense that cheap. It's going to have such a ceiling potential as the Giants have today, so I really like them. Uh, so far as plays today that I'm, I'm really interested in, let me pull up one of my lineups, and I'm going to give you guys a couple of the guys that I have in this lineup. And DraftKings is going to be kind of resistant right now. So if you guys will let me. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> we can, we, can, we deal with it, too. <laughs> 
but uh, golly, it's always giving you the network air here in Austin. Shame on that. But um, here we go. Yeah, so some of the guys I like this week, at quarterback, you know, a lot of folks are going to pay up for Patrick Mahomes. They're going to pay up for Ben Roethlisberger. Firstly, I'm paying down. I like Nick Mullins a lot this week. And granted, you know, he does have what's on paper a difficult matchup. I do think there is a high probability of the Rams calling off the dogs in this matchup. And I think Mullins is going to just, you know, chew up yards. And while the 49ers have nothing to play for, I do think they're going to come out and they're going to play a hard, tough game. They're going to try to win. And to me, that, that makes Mullins a really good play. Now, the, the flip side of that is, do you stack him with, with George Kittle or not? I, I think it's fine if you do. I think it's fine if you run him naked and don't put him with any of his receivers or runners. So I like him quite a bit this week. Outside of that, um, you know, I mentioned the New Orleans pass catchers. I like Keith Kirkwood this week. He's cheap, and I think there's a chance that he could see seven or eight targets, maybe nine, ten. So I like him quite a bit. And um, outside of that, I like Mike Evans quite a bit this week. And I, the reason I say that is because he's in a really good matchup. I mean, he's playing against, um, gosh, okay, off the top of my head, I think it's Atlanta. And so I like him a lot this week. I think that there's a chance that he's getting the box. And, you know, I, for, for him, I think he's chasing a personal, maybe a personal record or a team record, something like that this week. So I like Mike Evans quite a bit. And outside of that, it's, uh, it's pretty tough sledding out there, to be honest. I just, it's going to be tough to figure out exactly which guys are playing for the most and kind of get them stacked right in your lineups without, you know, having to get really ugly and cheap somewhere else. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, quickly, though, uh, what do you think about James Conner coming back this week? Do you like him at all, or is it like, eh, it's a little risky. I'm not not sure what to expect. Uh, he's in the right matchup. It's the perfect matchup for him to come back because Cincinnati is rolled over and play dead. So if we think that James Conner's going to see his customary 30 touches, I think he's a great play. I think there's a better than zero chance, though, that Jalen Samuels sees you know, 30 to 40% of the touches. He may see all the passing game work while Connor gets all the rushing work. So I would tread lightly there. I think it's tournament-only exposure. I wouldn't put him in my cash lineup. All right, there you have it. Josh ADHD from Fantasy Insiders from Roto Grinders. I know the season's coming to an end. It did already last week for the season-long guys, but for DFS World, it keeps going. We have prime weeks. There's smaller slates going into the playoffs, wildcard rounds. Josh, let them know where they could find you and how they can keep getting better as far as a fantasy player themselves. Yeah, so you can find my work over at Fantasy Insiders. We have the player usage tool, the area arts tool. Those are my work. You can find those at Fantasy Insiders. Uh, on top of that, you can find my podcast, Aggression to the Mean, over on Roto Grinders. That comes out on Wednesday. Typically, I think this week it may be Thursday. And that's an NFL analytics pod. We look a little bit deeper in the numbers and try to talk about matchups from a different perspective. So uh, that comes out on Wednesday. Awesome, awesome. Once again, I can. I always thank you. I always build you up because I really believe in you, man. And I know you're the most underrated guy in this industry. So thank you for rocking with us every, every Sunday. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Let's go make some money this week. Let's rock. Let's do it. Thanks, Josh. All right, guys, you just heard it. There's your daily fantasy advice. We'll be back to talk some more of the games, some more plays. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Like, I said you can go wherever you Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. For the first time and I was like, baby, 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 oh, baby, baby, baby.
is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. You want to get in here on some fun, let's get some partying going. We got an hour and 10 minutes before kickoff week 17, the finale of the regular season. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your man Jerry Bow, and I guess the one that requested the baby baby. We have uh, the, <laughs> the, the youngest member of the Moneyline group, a little girl that listens to us week in, week out, her Christmas Wish was to come up here and I guess see a bunch of old guys doing this show. So Merry Christmas and that's what you get for getting good grades, girl. <laughs> uh, she gave the big thumbs up. That's nice to see. Yeah, that's fun. All right, let's get into something else kind of fun, right? Our fantasy season for most people is over. So how do we think everybody did? Where does everybody rank? Who are who are the fantasy MVPs? Who are the fantasy busts? Maybe we can get to that real quickly. Let's start with uh I don't know, the guys that finished up at the top, the guys that had the best year. So let's hit a couple of them right here. Let's just start with quarterback. I think the no-brainer here is Patrick Mahomes, right, Jerry? For sure. My question is, where does he get drafted next year? Because I know we always say, hey, wait on quarterbacks, but do you wait on him? Cam, next year, when you're drafting, how early do you grab Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) But but this... I've always been very critical of drafting quarterbacks very early. Um, the last time I drafted a quarterback in the first two rounds was Aaron Rodgers like seven years ago. I got close to doing it this year and got burned by Cam Newton, who I think I snagged in like the fourth round. So for me, I, I almost risk losing like a Patrick Mahomes because I stick to me being nervous about a quarterback. So I can see him going in the second round, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not going after him. Like I'd rather, I'd rather stick to kind of, I think what Josh does, which is wait till like the eighth or ninth round and, and get a Phillip rivers or get a Matt Ryan who they do enough to get you in the playoffs, but you know, you don't have to worry about them being terrible and not making the playoffs with you. So Pat Mahomes for me is like a second round pick, but I'm not going after him. No, I'm totally with you. I think, We've seen that. We we always say stay away from quarterbacks super early, but we know how drafts go. People end up thinking like, hey, this guy could win my league for me. And there's probably, you know, when the results come out at the end of the year and it says like there's many of this player on championship teams and there's many of this player, I bet you Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys on a lot of those championship teams. For sure. You know, which is going to make people next year going to be like, hey, why don't I take him in the second round? You know, he could win my league for me. I'm with Cam. You know, I think I ended up getting Drew Brees in the eighth or ninth round this year on a lot of teams and um I've heard this advice before it's it's not from me but I think with a quarterback the best the best way to look at it is when you take one you got to feel like like you're winning like you're stealing you know like you got over on your league oh I got Drew Brees in the ninth round you know and this guy took Aaron Rodgers in the fourth well how did that work out well the Drew Drew Brees owner got over there. The Matt Ryan owner got over getting picked in the ninth round, and he finished in the top five. Look at Big Ben. He finished number two. So that's the thing with quarterbacks is there's so many good ones. I think it's best just to wait. A lot of people that took Deshaun Watson in the third round, they're kind of regretting that this year. He's been good, but he hasn't been third round good. Well, one of you guys mentioned that Pat Mahomes is chasing Andrew Luck, or not Andrew Luck, but Peyton Manning's fantasy point record. Peyton did that, but what did he do next year? He he yeah. had a good year, but it wasn't this this world you know breaking year. So it's very hard for me to believe that Pat Mahomes next year is going to have a year that touches this year. So I mean, you're risking a lot, assuming he's going to do that back to back. When 
I mean, Peyton didn't do it back to back. So, and it's the NFL. People adjust, and that's why I'm so scared to see yep. what happens with, like, let's say Lamar Jackson next year, because with that many rushes, he has to be drafted somewhere. I mean, those are for sure points yep. from a quarterback, but. Will the league adjust? Because it's going to take a while to do it in season whenever you got him coming up. And you're not used to seeing a quarterback run it 18, 20 times. But what happens whenever you have a whole offseason and these D coordinators get a chance to to dial something up? We saw that same offensive coordinator and uh, and, and a lot of that uh, coaching staff that he has now. Those guys were with RG3 in Washington. Next year happened, and, and people people got accustomed to it. They, they knew how to limit it somewhat. So not saying that's going to happen but I'm not sure if he can just keep running the ball like that successfully uh, that defense is what lets him play like that they allow him to just have to manage games and if they yep. get behind I'm not going to lie though a lot of the narrative is that he can't throw which some of these first down and 10 yard throws that he misses completely you'd say man I, he he's a terrible passer but every time that he's been asked to make a play in a game in a close game in a game to to convert a third down in a game where Mahomes took the lead and he had to march down back down there on the road in a game against the Chargers wherever everything was going back and 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 you, it looked like maybe they're going to blow it here he made first downs and he kept the chains moving and that's what you look for he's still young and i don't know if you can teach the arm you can train it yeah, it's tough to get a lot more accurate. You know, Lance talks about that when he's studying tape with these college players. That typically, they don't get a lot more accurate. They can work on their footwork and get a little bit better. But overall, if they're not an accurate, accurate passer, that usually doesn't completely turn around. And I think... Uh, I think with Mahomes, one thing I like to avoid going back to him is I don't like paying for a career year. You know, when I'm when I'm drafting, I don't like paying for a guy that's coming off the best year he's ever had, because like kind of like Cam said, they typically regress to the mean a little bit and you're overpaying. So I like to kind of I like to let somebody else run up the draft board and grab those guys. And I just kind of sit there and wait and and do my thing. You have to always remember you're that. In, in 2019, you're drafting him where he finished in 2018. Yes. So you're drafting based off what he did a year before, and a lot can change. And, and just yes. look at last year. It finished Wilson, Newton, Brady, Cousin, Stafford. 16. It finished Rodgers, Breeze, Ryan, Luck, Cousins. You know what I mean? So it's like it, 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 it switches. Don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is in a yeah. league of his own, so I'm not going to say that he won't end up there. But if you if you const- the only guy that you constantly see up there whenever he's completely healthy is Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's he, he'll be up there every year. And I mean, even the Aaron Rodgers of the world, you're not so sure that they're going to be up there anymore. And it's time to jump off of that. But I'm curious to see how you know there's going to be that one guy that's going to reach out there next year in the second round and be like, hey, I'm taking yeah. Mahomes, and that's it. That's a wrap. And I think this is a really tough year to do that coming up because there are so many good running backs and receivers that you're going to find yourself in the third round being able to get guys like A.J. Green. And are you going to take a quarterback over a guy like A.J. Green or T.Y. Hilton? Like, I'm not. You know, those guys are hard to find. Those guys, they put up 15, 20 points almost every week in a PPR, and Man, you can grab a quarterback in the 10th round. Like we were saying, Roethlisberger finished second. You could have gotten him late. Yeah, late. people yeah. weren't even drafting him. for. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's your late draft guy. Like That's yeah. that guy you get in that 9th, 10th after all the, the first tier went off and the top of the second tier, then you catch him right there. But, okay, look, running back position. That usually, how we said that the the 
quarterback interchanges the top scores, the the running back. I mean, do you see Gurley not being up there next year? Do yeah. you see, you know, your, let's say, Kamara's, your Gordon? I mean, Gordon, I think the ceiling is as high as ever for him going forward. Yeah, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, all these guys are going to be going in the top five of your fantasy David, drafts. Look at David Johnson. Nobody's even talked about David Johnson this year, and quietly he's gotten back into a top ten running back and that's was one of the worst offenses of ever it is it is you know what it is cam is he was like todd Gurley two years ago remember when Gurley was terrible just because he was on a bad team you know he had that good uh, breakout and then that second year everybody loaded up on Gurley, and then before we go to break gun to head let me ask you two guys a question you have the let's say whatever pick x pick barkley mccaffrey are both available who do you go with i am going to go with mccaffrey And the reason I'm going to go with McCaffrey is because he's done it more than one year. We talked about this during the week. I like players that are not just one-year wonders. Leonard Fournette burned me this year, so at least McCaffrey's done it twice. I think Saquon Barkley's incredible, but he's only done it one year. So I'm going to hold off. I will take McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm going with McCaffrey. I had him on my fantasy. He was a savior. I, I like what he can do in the receiving game a little. Look, Barkley can catch. We know that. But McCaffrey is, I mean, I've said it before. He, he's basically a white Alvin Kamara. Like, he does both of those things really well. And I think there's just a little more certainty offensively with Carolina than with with uh, with the Giants. Like, what's going to happen with Eli? That yeah. O-line's still terrible. Odell Beckham's been hurt all year. So I think there's just a little more tightness strapped around McCaffrey that would make me choose him. Yeah, safer, reliable. It sounds like my bookie to me. It, it does sound like exactly my, my like him. Safe, reliable, and that's why I bet with them. Not because they only had one outlying year, like Barkley, because they've been business for years doing it at the top of the game. That's why I recommend them, because when you win, they pay. Go on your computer right now on your mobile phone. Go to mybookie.ag. Get your account started. That's where I do all my gambling, and that's the place that matches your deposit 50%. They're giving you money to try it out right now is the time to make a deposit if you missed the whole season and you were thinking i'll get started next year why not get started when the when the season counts right now going into the playoffs the wild card round this is when you get it deposit this week i'm gonna make you some money we're gonna build it up and we're gonna have a bankroll going into next week again my bookie go to mybookie.ag use promo code radio to activate that offer they're gonna match you 50 percent you're gonna get there we're gonna release some plays on sports map it's about to go down go ahead and get over there you play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> 